Welcome to the Business of Dance podcast, where we discuss business growth, dance education, creating your dream business, and falling in love with your studio all over again. Now, here's your host, business coach, educator, and owner of Dance Energy Studios, Claire O'Shea. Hi, everyone. My name is Claire O'Shea, and welcome back to another episode of the Business of Dance podcast. I really hope that everyone has been enjoying the new year so far and had a really restful and restorative Christmas New Year break. If you haven't heard our New Year's Studio Resolutions episode, which was episode 14, I highly suggest you have a listen to that. In this episode, I discuss the important fundamentals when creating a solid foundation with your resolutions list and how to assess and plan in a practical way so you can achieve your goals once and for all. So I will also mention that we made a free download for that episode, which is really fantastic and includes your very own resolutions map to fill out, a project planning checklist and worksheet, as well as the time block schedule templates for you to plan your week and days in advance. If you would like to access that free download, go to www.businessofdance.net forward slash EP14. Now, when it comes to resolutions for your business, we all have unique desires and goals for our studios. But one I have seen time and time again on people's list is to increase their enrollments. Well, in this episode, I will be discussing just that. I'll be giving you my best tips on how to reach your enrollment goals and make 2018 be the year with your best student intake yet. With these tips, I want you to keep in mind your personal goals and have your resolutions list handy or later if you're on the go. But this will allow you to assess your current enrollment goals and what steps you need to take to achieve them, no matter how big or small they may be. So let's dive into the episode and I'll let you in on my top five tips. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Business of Dance Facebook group, a free community for dance educators, business owners, and entrepreneurs to support and inspire one another as they grow their business into an empire. Join us today by going to facebook.com slash groups slash business of dance. Now, number one is going to be no shocker to you, but it's all about marketing and social media. So here are some tips within my top number one tip, which is marketing and social media. Number one, use your social media platforms to your advantage. So you should be posting consistently on your social channels and use things like hashtags that are being used a lot in your area and align with your studio. So for example, you can use the hashtag of your location or if it's school holidays and you're wanting to post about a school holiday camp, really be thoughtful in the hashtags that you use. And I think you'll be surprised on particularly things like Instagram, how really amazing they can be by getting new followers and new people who are seeing your content every day. So the next tip is to use stories and videos on Instagram. And that is also Instagram live and Instagram has adding new features every day. I can hardly keep up and also sharing live and recorded videos to Facebook. We all know and have probably heard that the algorithm is changing on Facebook and is changing constantly. So our organic reach, which means, you know, the amount of people that are seeing our posts without being paid is getting smaller and smaller. So Facebook is really putting their sort of, you know, encouragement behind people who are doing their preferred way of sharing, which at the moment is live video and it's still performing really well. So I would encourage you to start doing that to really increase your organic reach because 
from now and moving forward, generally Facebook is going to be a pay to play kind of situation. You can also then get your students to share social media posts that you share, which could be videos of them dancing or videos of them, you know, having fun at the studio. And by getting them to share, you're getting a whole bigger reach of people who are seeing your posts. Now, this might be a super, super obvious one, but create a Facebook ad. I do know that everyone knows that they, you know, they should be doing this and it's a really great way to get new clients and sort of get a bigger reach within your community. But I do understand that some people are still confused or a little bit put off by the whole process. So I would recommend you, you know, Googling it is basically the best way. And there is a couple of things out there that can really help you. Um, Other than that, I'll tell you to keep an eye out on the Business of Dance Facebook page because I'm hoping to be releasing a training about this soon. With that in mind, there are certain requirements for making a well-rounded Facebook ad, but overall having these ads just as much as you can put them up there will be really helpful, especially because it allows you to zone in on your target audience. So within Facebook, when you're creating an ad, you can even target people within a certain age range who have children between this age range. Like the amount of things that you can target is kind of scary. Like Facebook like knows your soul. It's really like, it's a little bit woo sometimes, but you know, it's really fantastic for when we're trying to market to a select group of people by having the ability to have these filters. We can really ensure that we're targeting the people that we want to target. For instance, you know, if we're trying to target a mother or a father of, you know, a two-year-old, we don't want our ad to be going to a group of 15-year-old, you know, girls or boys on Facebook or Instagram who have, you know, no siblings and no interest in seeing what a two-year-old's ballet class will do. So you can also do some really cool things like targeting friends of people who already like your page. So you're sort of broadening your reach and then it also is sort of like a bit of a tap, tap, tap on the shoulder to remind those people that, oh, hey, yeah, that's where, you know, little Jenny's daughter goes to dancing. She's raved about it. So you're really able to customize your ad to target the certain group that you want for that particular ad or that particular time of year or a certain class that you're trying to focus on. Now, the last point in my first tip, which is all about marketing and social media is Add a blog to your website, which will also be so beneficial as it increases your SEO, which is your search engine optimization by driving more traffic to your website. And as a result, once they're there and they're reading that blog, they're more likely to click on, you know, different trials or enrollment features that you have on your website. So it's generally going to increase your SEO and the traffic that is being driven to your website. But if you want to learn more about this, you can also jump back and listen to episode three, where we really jumped into all the specifics about adding a blog to your website, how to keep it up to date and much more. Now, my Top tip number two is staying up to date. Now, this might not be a life-changing tip or something that you're not aware of, but it may be time for a mini studio makeover, whether that be physically by giving the studio a little facelift or a little paint or a little spruce or a little tidy, but mostly I mean by making sure your website is up to date with everything that you offer. A lot of the time I see and with some of the clients that I work with, they set up really great websites, maybe five, six, seven, eight years ago, and then there's not a lot that's being done to it. Now to have really good search engine optimization and, you know, good traffic to your website, Google and, you know, other search engines need to see that you are updating your website for them to think that your website is, you know, still alive and relevant. 
Now, if people are coming to your website and there's information from, you know, three, four years ago, they're likely to probably even move on or they might not stay on your website long enough to be able to call or contact you so you can give them the relevant information. So something I really recommend is getting a friend or your partner or someone on your team to sit down and make a note of any outdated links, broken links, old information, or even language or photos that might need a little spruce or a little update. Obviously you can do this as well, but if you have like a really honest friend that it'll be like quite brutal, it might be a good way for you to kind of go, you know what, I need to overhaul this page and spend some time updating the language as well as the images and things that you're using and possibly even adding some videos and some fun extras like that to your site. If you're always adding really fun things like workshops or events and you know, you might be adding these events on Facebook, it's really important to also possibly have a, you know, a calendar or a tab on your site that keeps people up to date with upcoming events and workshops. So you want to be opening up your studio and really encouraging people to always be you know, signing up for one-off things as well as become ongoing clients. So if you have the option to book right there and then on your website, people are more likely to just do it and not forget rather than having to come back or call you or, you know, pay at a later date. On your website, this seems again, extremely obvious, but make sure you have a very clear place for people to be able to contact you and make sure your phone number, your address, and your email is all up to date, but make it so easy to contact you that it's just, it's almost silly. So make it so, so easy and clear so that they can contact you straight away and you can start them on that nurturing process to enrollment. Also remember to keep your teacher's page, your about page, as well as your testimonials up to date. You don't want info about someone who no longer works there or a testimonial, you know, from five years ago. But, you know, if it was really beautiful and you want to keep it, that's fine. But I think it's really important as well to be adding new testimonials as they come in. Now, if you don't have any testimonials, it's a really easy way and people are often so kind and wanting to give amazing reviews. So, you know, when I'm wanting to update my testimonials, I will just maybe send out an email or a text message to a couple of parents who I know, um, you know, might be extremely excited to share their experience or, you know, I will send the link to someone who's possibly reached out to me and said like, you know, I'm just loving the classes. I'll say to them, you know, thank you so much. That was so kind. It was beautiful. I I wonder if, you know, I could ask you to also share your experience on our Facebook page or, you know, on our Google page or wherever. And then you can also repurpose those testimonials on your website, in your, you know, trial information packs, on your welcome packs, and just sort of really keep instilling the amazing service and feedback that you're getting from clients. On your website as well, if you're keeping it fresh and visually appealing, people are more willing to probably stay on your website and, you know, click to read on other information. If there is way too many colors and way too much stuff going on, it sometimes can get a bit overwhelming and people will be like, oh my gosh, and move on. So, you know, keep it clean, keep it clear, keep it really sort of fresh and funky, like whatever is your studio vibe, you really want it to be reflected in your website. Now, also along with this, ensure your website is mobile friendly. If it's not, it's unlikely to get as many views and as much traffic. We all know that the amount of time we spend on our phones scrolling is way more than we generally spend on our laptops or, you know, when we're trying to sort of do a a bit of research or whatever if we're sitting on the couch. So make sure your website is mobile friendly as well. 
And my last little tip in this stay up to date section is be up to date with all of your automated emails, your email blasts and your newsletters. Be sure to send your current and past students or anyone who has ever attended any event or you've spoken to ever, keep sending them information to keep inviting them back to the studio and offering them opportunities to try new workshops or new classes. By keeping everyone up to date with what's happening at your studio, you also may draw in others from the past who want to take another class or like I said, a one-off workshop. You don't want anyone to miss out ever and by keeping the door open and sending out constant invitations, people are more likely to take you up on your offer. Now, my top tip number three is all about your students' friends. Why you might ask, well, this is why, get ready, strap in. These are some tips in relation to your students' friends that I think could really increase your enrollment. So a biggie that we all hear about, and I'm sure you have heard all about this, is bring a friend week. And this is not the most popular thing in my studio, but I know some studios who have the most amazing success. So if it works for you, keep doing it. It's awesome. We have it quite structured to particular classes that have the space. So we don't have bring a friend week to the entire studio because at my studio, we have quite a few, like a large percentage of classes that are already filled. So we there's no point having bring a friend to a class that's already filled, if that makes sense. So we just say, you know, for safety and security reasons, they can't come to that particular class, but we welcome them to join this class or, you know, attend a, a function or event that we're having on a weekend and in the future. You know the saying, friends who dance together stay together. So, you know, if, if your current students are wanting to bring their friends and are raving about the experience they're having, they're more likely to either want to, you know, join your studio or depending on their age, they may have never danced before and are looking to start. So whatever, you know, their journey may be, it's really a fantastic way to, you know, invite people into your studio so they can get an understanding and sort of like a vision of the experience that you offer as well as the class experience. By encouraging your current students and your current families to, you know, bring other people in, you're likely to attract people who also align with the same values as them. Now, we spend so much time as studio owners trying to cultivate, you know, an amazing atmosphere within our studios and we all know that there can be one or two people who, you know, basically sour the whole bunch. Um, but if you have fantastic families at your studio, by them encouraging other people to join, they are more likely to be bringing people to your studio who align with the values and who really fit into your studio atmosphere and family. Another thing that you can do is provide a refer a friend discount to you know any of your current clients that refer or get someone to enroll at your studio. Now, this is something that we implemented last year and we just have like a little business card that has refer a friend it says like on the front there's a picture of like the kids smiling and it says like share the love and then on the back it's like refer a friend you know and get I think it's ten dollars off or something like that and then they just write their name and they give it to us and then on the enrollment form there's also a space that they can write who referred them and then we can check if they've had that discount applied but it's really been a fantastic way, kind of just like a little incentive in the back of people's minds, I think, to go like, oh, like if someone's looking, you know, they're more likely to go, you know what, you should come and join our dance family because of X, Y, and Z. So whilst I totally agree that people should want to refer because they love it, I feel like, you know, what's the harm in offering a little thank you for, you know, giving their friends a little nudge, basically. Now, within that student's friends realm, 
all of the students we have at our studio are the generation of technology. And I think you should be using that to your advantage by occasionally allowing students to film for Facebook or Instagram to share with their friends. Now, this depends on your terms and conditions or the privacy policies within your studio. But if it's something that you can do, by doing it occasionally, you know, we don't want to encourage the students to have their phones in the class 24-7, but, you know, at the end of the term or once or twice term, by allowing them to video and post it to their social channels, they're, again, really spreading that reach of, you know, who's aware of your studio to all of their friends. And if I really envision it like... My studio is in the center, like a little circle bubble. And then like all my students are around it. And each time they, you know, share something like the bubble is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, which is, you know, awesome. Now, another little fun thing that you could do is like a student appreciation party or some type of student party, which, you know, encourages people who are already enrolled as well as new registrations to get to know one another or, you know, just to basically have a really fun time. You could also have this party and you know say people are welcome to bring friends and then they can also just sign up then and there on the spot you could have a cake you could have balloons but I hate balloons so I won't do balloons but I love cakes I'll have two cakes and then you could have like games you can have lights you could either do like a movie night whatever it is you could also open this up to your current students and their friends to really sort of provide an idea of the different experiences and the fun that you have at your studio all the time. Now, moving on to my top tip number four. So create your own special promotions that work within your budget. So you don't have to be giving away, you know, free dance bags and free jackets to get people to enroll. Like if you want to do that, you go for it. But it's not something you have to do. You need to look at your budget and decide what promotions that you can offer that you think are really going to work, but not take it to a place where you're losing money, obviously. Some things that you could do promotion wise could be like a free or a discounted registration before a certain date. So this could be, you know, for instance, at my studio, we have priority re-enrollment for my current students, depending on the time of year that we enroll. And these are my VIPs, I call them because they're our current families and they get a I say it in quote marks, discounted enrollment fee because generally we put our enrollment fee up a couple of dollars every year. I say generally, but we offer it to them at like the previous year's price or a slightly discounted rate. So last year, my enrollment fee was $30. So I offered it to them at a discounted rate of $30 before it went up to $35 this year. You could give away like the first 10 enrollments are free and then everyone after that gets a discount, you know, whatever you want it to be before a given date to really secure the amount of enrollments you have in your classes is a really fantastic way to encourage people to act quickly. Something that I did over the summer holidays uh, when I was sort of launching my first ever five-day holiday camps, we've often done like three days and two days, but never a full week. So something I did when we were doing this was to really increase my Facebook awareness and the reach to the people that were on my Facebook page, as well as the friends of people at my studio, was to create like a little competition or a giveaway to give away one spot for like only a day ticket, but still it's very exciting prize. And what I got people to do was like, like the post, like our page and tag like three friends in the comments below. So the post organically was going like 
bonkers because people were trying to, you know, win this prize, which is fantastic. But then a lot of those people were like, oh, cool, I didn't know about this. You know, they could either come and they'd book tickets or they liked our page and made a note of it for the next time. So it's a really great way, like I said, to get your name out there, to get some hype and some buzz about a particular event or a workshop that you're hosting and to, you know, basically give away a really fun prize, but it's not costing you a whole lot if you're already running the workshop. Now, one thing that has always been my like main sort of way to grow my student numbers and get my name out there into the community is I host a free school holiday workshops in the January school holidays, which is in Australia, our biggest intake term. Now, there is a lot of you know information and opinions out there about not giving away stuff for free. And to a degree, I 100% agree. Like I don't discount my regular term fees. I don't do any of those, you know, package class program thingy-majiggies. But this is the one free thing that I do to sort of give back to the community and offer an amazing, fun weekend of short workshops, but it is the best, best feeder into our program. We find that people are either attracted to the workshop because, well, either A, they want something to do for free or B, they want to keep the kids entertained or C, they were thinking about, you know, doing a dance class or, you know, the possibility of starting one, but they were a bit unsure. And this is a great way for their kids to be able to try out a couple of different things and see if they actually like the studio. And again, it is a huge weekend for us where we enroll so many students. And then at that free sort of open weekend or day or however you like to do it, we did it. We're doing it this year over one weekend. We do offer incentives and things like free little gift bags for enrolling on the spot. So you're not letting people walk away and think about it. You just get them to, you know, they're all pumped up about the class, like, yeah, enroll, woohoo. And then they get like a free little gift. Or we also do possibly, depending on the the year, like this year, we are trying to sell the remainder of our uniforms because we're getting like a, a new line of uniforms or sort of new styles. So we'll be doing, uh, you know, sales and things to try and get, encourage people to buy the uniforms because they're still beautiful quality, but you know we're trying to get rid of stock that we have on hand. So there's some other things like that you can do as well, just sort of get you know hype and excitement about your event that you're hosting, rather than just a open house, if that makes sense. Again, I wrote this tip down um, because I was very adamant. But I like I, even though I host a free workshop on the holidays, I do not recommend discounting classes on a regular basis. But the above will get people excited and encourage them to take action early or to, you know, come to something at your studio. Now, my final top tip for today, which is tip number five, is all about community. And there are so many amazing things that you can do to give back to your community. But when you offer huge value to your community, it often will come back to you in major bonuses and new students. So we all know that we should be getting involved with community events to get our presence known, but it's not always easy. And, you know, you don't always want to be spending every weekend at a school fest. So below are a couple of other things that you can think about doing and possibly reaching out to community in other ways. So one of the best things about additions in my local area on Facebook is that we have a quite a few local community Facebook groups, which really allow me to target parents in our community, as well as just local community members. So depending on the group, you can post ads or you can sort of, you know, share events and things like that on community Facebook pages to really increase awareness of events. 
Also, a lot of local radio and newspapers will have like a what's on section. And depending if your event is free or paid, they are more likely to be happy to share the information with their audience members as well. You could call around local schools and offer your services as a dance teacher, possibly in like a PE class or, you know, just during their lunch hour uh, to put on a free dance class for them and bring pamphlets for students who are interested in dance classes to take home information to their parents. You could attend fundraisers or even host one at your studio, which would be a fantastic thing to offer the community, but also a great way to create awareness and sort of spread the word about how wonderful your studio is. Use word of mouth and tell family members and friends who may have children and neighbors the exciting events and classes at your studio and tell them to tell other people. This other cool little idea is sort of along the lines of you know, approaching your local school, but why not try and organize a local dance tour with your performance or competition teams to a few of the local schools with just a couple of routines in your area. In my community, and I'm sure worldwide, there is a lot of themed weeks throughout the year where you are more likely to be invited. So there's like health weeks or there's education weeks or there's, you know, creative arts weeks, under eight weeks, all of these things. So if you have a look at them, you know, you could possibly approach some local schools and say, you know, as a part of this week, we'd love to offer this performance to your students. You then have the opportunity to showcase your students' talents and hopefully you're able to then leave a postcard or a flyer with studio information for each child or children that are interested. They can also then take that information home. Another thing that you could do is contact your local preschools or mothers groups and offer to give them a free class or open your studio up to a special play date where those mothers groups can attend. This could either be free or for a very small fee to just sort of get them into the space and seeing the benefits that having a dance or a music class can bring for young children. Now, remember, the more you can grow your preschool program, the better. So there are my five top tips for increasing enrollment for the remainder of the year and years to come. And there is a thousand other ones that I could share with you, but I tried to sort of narrow it down so you could maybe pick a couple of things that you've heard of and you know you should implement, but you just make the decision now to do it. Or possibly there was a couple of new things that you could try at your studio this year. I hope these tips were really helpful to you when planning your enrollment goals and resolutions for your studio. Remember, at the end of the day, your success is not defined by the number of students you have, but rather how you are impacting your students in a positive way within your studio. I wish everyone an awesome week and until next time, keep dancing your way to the business you have always desired. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Business of Dance podcast. For show notes and other episodes, please go to businessofdance.net slash podcast. To learn more about Business of Dance and stay up to date with all the episode releases, as well as lots of extra studio tips and tricks, please like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or wish to be a guest on the podcast, please contact us at podcast at businessofdance.net. We appreciate you taking the time to rate and review us on iTunes and wish you a great day. Stay tuned for next week's episode. And until then, keep dancing your way to the business you have always desired.